Welcome back. Jay Tom Lawler Rink here on the campus of Merrimack College, where the score at the end of two periods is Minnesota Duluth 2, Merrimack 1. This is Mike Macknick alongside John Leahy. Uh, pleased that you enjoy, uh, took this opportunity to join us here uh, during your holiday break. And speaking of, speaking of which, we have uh, Mark Bellotta here uh, to chat with us. But first of all, we'll let you know that our second intermission tonight is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. As we said, Mark Pallotta joins us from neutralzone.net. And first of all, Mark, crazy night here. This uh, first two periods here couldn't have gone more differently. The first period, all Minnesota Duluth out shooting Merrimack 16-1, to out attempting them 30-5, to but not able to get one past Troy Coburn. Second period, Merrimack goes from one shot in the first to 16 in the second, uh, but only the one goal, uh, the power play goal from Reagan Kimmins as Hunter Shepard may be the story of that second period, and Duluth able to get a shorthanded goal uh, from Cole Kepke and then uh, an even strength goal uh, from Colby Ross stuffing it in from behind the net to take the 2-1 to lead. Exactly, and that was a more cohesive period in the second for Merrimack as well. That was one thing where in the first period it looked like you know they were just you know getting back from uh, Christmas break and might have been a bit more of a full stomachs and not quite you know into game action at the first period, but that second period they really started to come after them and you know for Minnesota Duluth and scoring that first goal you thought they'd really start to have um, a bit more momentum but you know that it's shorthanded goal by Minnesota Duluth really turned this game around for them in the second period and you know that's why they have the two to one lead going into uh, the break for the third. We got two teams here that I think you know they're certainly uh, in very different situations. UMD is the two-time defending national champion and uh, you know maybe to a certain extent uh, maybe some complacency at some point uh, you know we it's not unusual to see that for teams that have won so much you know uh, it's a long regular season, and then you get to the playoffs, and then you step it up, right? I mean, I remember seeing it back from, the, you know, the, the Montreal Canadiens back in the late 70s, and then the Islanders, and, the, you know, the Edmonton Oilers, and so on. And it seemed like, you know, eventually, eventually those teams would get to where, uh, you know, they did what they had to do in the regular season, and then they stepped it up and won it in the playoffs. You know, I'm not saying that's necessarily going to be the case here with Duluth, but I think you're looking at a team that, you know, certainly, you know, be, being a defensive-oriented sort of team, and the defense is so strong and so good, starting from the goaltender on out, that naturally they're going to have close games. They're going to have a number of close games, and, and they, they, they might not win some of them in the regular season. But then when you get into the playoffs, you get where the games do matter and count a lot more, and maybe we're already starting to see this in some of the league play in uh, National Collegiate Hockey Conference play for UMD, but winning some of those games. I mean, a 6-1-1 record in the NCHC these days, nothing to sneeze about. 100%. And you, and you really get your eyes open, especially when you're watching so many Hockey East teams and teams play here in the Northeast, you know, in the ECAC and others in Atlantic Hockey, just watching some of these NCHC teams come out here, I mean, it's a whole different game, especially the way that Minnesota Duluth plays. Look at just two of their defensemen in Sandberg, who's just a monster out there, and Perunovic, you know, not the biggest player, but boy, oh boy, can he lay some hits out there. So, I mean... How about Wolf, too? I mean, you're talking yeah. about... This is a this, this may be the best defensive core that we've seen this year. Without a doubt. And, you know, it's, it's not a surprise, given the way that they've recruited over the last few years, and you take a look at the way that they've built that team from the back end out, I mean, it's a strong contender all the way around. Yeah. NeutralZone.net, for the folks who don't 
don't know, I know we've got some folks listening in Duluth. Uh, you know, uh, you, you guys uh, keep on top of recruiting and issues related to recruiting and so on. Uh, what can you tell us about Minnesota Duluth and, and maybe some of the folks headed their way? For sure. And, you know, I, I think it's one of the things that you see all the time is when you win national championships, recruiting gets a lot easier. So, I mean, there's no doubt about it. They brought in a number of players or have players either sign NLIs or have players verbally commit to them who are pretty good. Blake Biondi being one of them. He's one of the top prospects in um, the U.S., so he w- was one of their top commits that's going to be coming in. I'm not sure if it's this year or um, next couple of years, but I know that our um, our scouts who have seen him in the Midwest absolutely love him. And one player that I can just speak to that I've seen in the past is Ben Steves. So his older brother is currently playing for um, for Notre Dame, and he spent quite a bit of time out here. He was based up in New Hampshire, and you know, he was one of the better players at the select camps that we had in New England. And he has gone back now to Minnesota to play high school hockey, but he has good hands, good creativity, good speed, and he has a very accurate shot. So he has a lot of good things. One of the better players out here for the last couple of years. Uh, from the Merrimack standpoint, uh, anything new? Uh, obviously, they've got some guys coming in next year, led by Alex Jeffries, but uh, seeing some uh, some news about uh, other recruits that uh, have committed recently. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, there was a uh, commit who just came in from the GOJ, or the G-O-J-H-L. Everyone who's recruiting in recruiting calls it the GOJ. But, um, so be- Ontario, right? Exactly, up in Ontario. And it's not one of the primary leagues that um, folks typically will hear D1 recruits coming from, but um, a 2003-born player just committed to Merrimack. I believe I believe his name is Stephen LaForme, if I have that correct. But uh, like I said, 2003-born player, and he just won an MVP of uh, one of their tournaments prospects literally either today or yesterday. But um, he's um, someone who's very highly thought of by the staff and also from um, what I can see, just the way that they're bringing in players and um, the players that we've scouted from the prep tournaments over the holidays. Um, obviously, everyone knows the name of Alex Jeffries. He just signed his NLI for Gunnery, and he's already having a very productive season offensively, smart player, dynamic, and can do a lot of things at the prep level. Um, he'll be coming in next year, and a few players for St. Andrews College, who is you know a really good um, preparatory school. They prepared a player like Reagan Kimmins, who's playing for Merrimack this year, and a lot of what he got came from that school, so you're going to be getting another couple of Kimmins-esque type players uh, coming in over the next couple of years. Yeah, and Kimmins has the goal tonight for Merrimack as they trail Duluth here 2-1. to one. Uh, We are in the second intermission chatting with Mark Pallotta from NeutralZone.net. Uh, um, other things, uh, schools picking up players at midseason. Uh, Minnesota Duluth here picks up uh, Ben Onquist. I know that BU has added a couple of players as well, including a goaltender. What do you know about those or, or anything else? Yeah, I mean, those a lot of those pickups, you know, it's really valuable, especially when you look at the fact that, you know, you need more flexibility in your rosters, especially when you're halfway through the season, injuries happen, you have some players that are up and down, and especially when you talk about a team like BU that, you know, they have a lot of players that, you know, in the first half of that season might not have been as productive as they would have liked. So it's one thing where you have a bit more depth on the roster. It's something that's so much more beneficial where you add that extra goalie, you know, give yourself a little bit more stability, you add that extra forward. And from from everything that I've talked to, I talked to our scout who was in the NAHL about Wilmer Skoog and uh, the 99-born player um, who came out of the NAHL. And apparently he was tearing it up over in that league. So a very, very solid addition for BU. I can't really speak to many of the other additions, largely because I haven't seen them play. But by all indications, it's a very, very good addition for the Terriers. Again, our score here is 2-1, to one, Minnesota Duluth over Merrimack. And, uh, you know, Mark, anything else? Uh, 
with regard to recruiting, uh, maybe uh, big issues. First of all, I guess uh, the, the recent changes uh, in recruiting rules and when uh, schools can start to talk to uh, prospects and so on. Uh, are you seeing any impact in that area or anything that's affecting the way that teams are recruiting or maybe perhaps the way that uh, you know players are, are committing to school? I mean, the thing that I've seen the most frequently is that schools are pretty much playing it by the book when it comes to what you're seeing you know, out on social media and what you're seeing out in public and the fact that you know there isn't a lot of you know schools that are going out of their way to go and reach for younger players and trying to get them you know because that rule is in place now that those options are closed so a lot of what they're doing is you see a lot of heavier scouting on those players that are now 2003 born players you obviously saw Merrimack just pick one up and many other schools are doing the same thing because they're now 16 years old going on to 17 years old next year and you're seeing a lot more of that what we're also seeing on the flip side though is players who are you know the 04s um, and even some in some cases the 05 borns they're still being looked at by colleges but there isn't a lot of conversation but they're still monitoring them we still see a lot of those d1 scouts at those games but there's not a lot of conversation going on all right mark thanks uh we certainly appreciate your your perspective as always uh new year's coming up uh, getting your chinese food order ready <laughs> It's uh, it's going to be a large order, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So let me ask you, what time of day do you usually put your order in and then pick it up? I mean, ideally, I'm I'm more of an eight o'clock guy. I, I like to have things set up, ready to go. There, there's always an option of reheating. Like that's a, that's okay. I think we can afford that. Not a problem. So for, to pick it up at eight o'clock, what time do you order? I'm going to guess noon. <laughs> Maybe maybe not noon. I'd say probably around like six or seven, somewhere around there. Oh, just really? just to get it just to get it in nice and early. You know, want to want to make sure you have everything ready to go because as soon as eight o'clock hits, everybody starts making the orders. Yeah, I'm surprised. I was going to say that uh, usually I have to put my order in around noon or one o'clock to pick it up in early evening. But uh, maybe True. maybe you have a little better yes. luck that way. Hopefully you uh, hopefully it goes smoothly for you. Uh, thanks again, Mark. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Looking forward to that Chinese order. And thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate it. All right. Our score is Minnesota Duluth two and Merrimack one. John and I. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.